tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome to another Imagine If Presents Characters 101 Crossbones. Before we get into, you know, talking about uh, one of the uh, favorite mercenaries of the Marvel Universe who uh, showed up in in costume in the Marvel's Captain America Civil War movie, uh, let's talk about the fact that today is a very big day in comics? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, Yes. Uh, I was gonna say in DC Comics, but I think it's uh, pretty big in both both sides. It's, if if the event in one alone is enough to make it so that uh, you know things change in the industry itself, uh, Marvel also had its had a kind of a big story with their flagship one of their See, flagship um, characters. I, I think. don't think they needed to do that though. Of course, they don't need to do they it. They already have an event going on. Yeah, but. All right, we'll get to it. Yes. Well, let's talk about that one first, since it's the I think the lesser story of the two. Right, right Captain America. Captain America. Hell, I try. So, yeah. so basically, we, we we finally got young Steve Rogers back. No more old Cap. No more, you know, top cop, old man. You know, whatever you want to call him. It's Steve Rogers. He's wearing a variation of his Captain America uniform, and he's carrying a variation of a triangular Very shield. Ultimate, yeah, yeah, it's, it's ultimates and, 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 a, and a kite shield. You know what's funny? Yeah, it's ultimates with his like nineteen forties <laughs> fucking shield, just about. <laughs> well, this is this that is apparently what... has a laser cutter attached to it. Wow, <laughs> I did not. I, I did not know that. that. I haven't. <laughs> I've yet to read either of the books that came out today, so. Uh, I just read an article about that one. <laughs> yeah, I need to get caught up with. Well, I, I was too busy on the DC side of things. Well, yeah. Um, but it was funny because, like, I actually, when they announced, because I want to say this is probably back in, like, January or February, because it was part of the big free comic book day. And they were like, yeah, we're going to bring back young Steve Rogers. He's going to get a costume. It's going to be cool. And I remember seeing it. I was like, I like this. And then Marvel's got these toy variant covers, which I like because I, I still collect toys. I still collect the action figures. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, like, obviously, this is probably a figure I'll go out and buy because it's Captain America. And then when they did their 3D rendering it, I was like, that costume looks like shit. It just looks horrible <laughs> in 3D. And, the, the, like, the toy variant killed it for me. But it's here, it's now, and it's all new because that's what Marvel's about right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so basically we come to find out. turns out Steve Rogers was brainwashed into being a Hydra agent back in, like, 1932 something like that he like was way, raised yeah he was raised hydra his mom was in hydra yeah it's it's crazy because hydra had made it all the way to new york city yeah <laughs> well and it makes sense now when bucky's like i know your mom because she was in hydra too you know it's like what the hell like how does this come about? I saw the movie. She died from mustard gas exposure and or whatever <laughs> hey, that could be retconned <laughs> Um, but yeah, but the, I guess the big part, the big twist that that's really wild about, because I flipped through the comic, and 
So we get these two new, like, one was, like, Fighting Spirit and another, I forget the the, the other one. But there's these two, like, Captain America spinoff type heroes. And, you know, all three of them fighting crime. And they're all buddy-buddy. Everything's oh, it cool. Was, uh, Jack Flag. Jack Flag. Okay. And who's the girl? I don't remember. Maybe she was Fighting Spirit? I'm not sure. Maybe, yeah. Something um, like that. But So they're on a plane. I only recognize the one. Yeah. Because the, na- the one name is an older name and the other name's a newer name, you know. Uh, but so anyways, he just shoves the dude out of a plane. And he looks at somebody who's like tied up, and he's just like Hell Hydra, and you're like, "What? <laughs> That's uncaptain America!" Like that got everybody so mad on the internet. They're threatening the writer. So yeah, that that's crazy. Watch, it's not even gonna be Steve Rogers. It's gonna be like some fucking clone that Hydra made. LMDs. Why would you need to go any further right? than LMDs? Exactly. <laughs> well, well, something, something's going to be. Everybody always forgets that LMDs are a thing in the Marvel universe. Until, until you need one. Yeah. <laughs> until until one shows up. Until you need, you need to save a story. <laughs> yup. Is it time to bring back Nick Fury? LMD. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I could totally see that. It's an LMD that was uh, programmed to think that it was Steve Rogers, and at a young age, he was part of hydra you know so yeah we'll see well but here's the crazy part and like i said i haven't had a chance to read it i just remember reading the preview they spent a lot of time talking about this guy who was you know like also the other character that's not steve rogers and they're talking about his childhood and all the stuff he was doing and how he wanted to belong could it be crazy enough that maybe he's the guy under the suit impersonating cap you know i mean like it's it's only issue one you you need at least four or six issues before you really have a story because you know we don't read comic books anymore issue by issue you have to go you know four to six months trade weight yeah exactly so you know it's it's i'm definitely excited i'm going to pursue it um you know, I'm I'm excited to see Steve be back in action instead of calling the shots from a chair. You know, I don't want to armchair quarterback. I want to see Cap out there, and I'm excited for that. So I think this will be an interesting book. Um, and I think the internet kind of blew up with the memes with, uh, you know, you see uh, Chris Evans in a in a Captain <laughs> Hydra suit, yep. or uh, I saw a, a drawn Captain America with a glo- uh, globe on his chest, so he looked like Captain Planet. <laughs> so it was, it, was, it was all kinds of memes went around today. Uh, but on the other side, across the street, across the aisle with the distinguished competition. Across the country now. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're in California. Is. Other I thought, coast. I they were both in the California now. No. Well, Marvel Studios is in California, but Marvel Press or Comics, whatever they call themselves, yeah. they're Mar- still back in New York. Oh, fair enough. So, uh, okay, across, across the country, uh, <laughs> <laughs> distinguished competition came out with its long-awaited, long-hyped rebirth. You're welcome, fans. I hope you've been listening to my pleas to get you to read it, and I hope you are pleased because it was beautiful. (laughs) That was such a Like I said, I once again did not not have a chance to read it, uh, but I believe the two of you did, Chris and Chris. Like I said, it was for the fans. (laughs) So over to the Chris's corner. (laughs) Let's hear what we have to say. (laughs) I feel like we have this book review club. (laughs) Chris, what did you think of the episode today? (laughs) We have some tea brought to us, please. (laughs) It's actually kind of an awesome idea. (laughs) New podcast. (laughs) So what? I mean, what, what? What? What do you think? I mean, I. Uh, I don't know if we want to throw out spoilers on it. I mean, it's it's a it's a one issue. The spoilers it, are everywhere yeah, already. If they listen to us, they probably listen to us online, and online has the spoilers. So fair enough. You you, <laughs> you either you don't want to listen to this part and come back 
midway through and listen for, listen to when we talk about Crossbones, or you go ahead and listen to it. So here you go, yep. DC Rebirth number one. I mean, hell, DC themselves like spoiled stuff that isn't even in the issue. <laughs> yeah, they just spoiled life. Here's <laughs> <laughs> what you see at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Whoa! Because they just straight up were like, "All right, guess who's been fucking with the DC universe." Dr. Manhattan. We don't ever see Dr. Manhattan in this issue at all. No, that's true. There is no total confirmation because, I mean, yes, we we see a moment where Batman's in the Batcave and he looks down and he sees a little reflection. He goes down to it, digs it out of the wall, and it's the classic Watchmen pin with the blood smear. And, you know, the, the caption bubble says we're being watched. Okay, that's a very damn good clue. But he also fights a guy named the Joker who has gotten into the Batcave. Hey, that could have been something, but we'll see. You know, then Wally, now part of his history is this watch that he got from Barry, who got from his father, and so on down the line. So the watch, which is a big time element, which is a big part of Dr. Manhattan, it somehow ends up on Mars, and it gets disassembled in the cool, you know, Dr. Manhattan way where he layers it out part by part. And you see one of the, uh, the gears is missing a tooth. So he, and it, it looked like, I'm guessing, I think that was blood on it, right? I thought it was like rust. Okay, maybe. Like it had rusted yeah, okay, off. I can go with rust. And so, you know, he, he fixes it to the point now where the gear is brand new. Yeah. And, and it was in like the 11 position, very yeah, much which like is the. the, time the clock, yeah. The clock, yeah. And, you know, and they leave it that way. And it's like, okay, it probably is. But, and then you know, there's. Pandora, like. Oh, thank God. Gets right? fucking vaporized in a very Dr. Manhattan way. Yeah, just like a comedian. Yeah, totally got taken down. Like, No, not comedian. Um, Rorschach. Rorschach. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also, if you haven't read it, that's another one to be out there reading, uh, Justice League 50. Um, so Batman was in the Mobius chair, right? And that's when we had the whole Bat God and all that stuff. Yep. So Hal helps him get out of the chair. Hal takes his Green Lantern ring off, puts it on Batman, and he's like, you know, uses to help you. Batman gets out of the chair. We see the cool Batman Green Lantern costume. And then that's when Owlman's like, swoops. So he totally jacks the Mobius chair. And he gets... Owlman uh, as in Thomas Wayne Jr.? Um, oh, I don't I don't think it was Thomas Wayne Jr., but I've, they've retconned it so many times. Basically the Earth 3 one. The okay. Crime Syndicate Owlman. So yeah, that should be Thomas so Wayne Jr. Tom Wayne Jr.? Okay. Um, yeah, that's right, because Final Evil. That was... Right. Or Forever Evil. Um but so anyways, he gets Grid to download himself into the Mobius chair, which is like a scary thought in itself. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> so they poof out. And then all of a sudden they come back, and they're on the moon, I think. They're on the moon with Metron, and they're talking, and you know, all of a sudden, bam, they get taken out Watchmen style too. So it's like, oh, shit. We just had three characters die. Metron, Al- well, I guess four, Metron, Owlman, Grid, and Pandora. So that's going to be very interesting to see how the fallout's going to come from there. But, yeah, DC itself was like, yeah, that was Watchmen. In case you didn't know, that was Watchmen <laughs> by the trade. It was Watchmen. <laughs> um, but so much, so much awesomeness today. We got Wally West back. Like that, yes. you, you should talk about that. Like, oh, my God. Fan, go for it. Okay, so we started out with Wally West having a vo- voiceover, being like, look, something's wrong with the universe some shit has gone down and i know one person that can solve this mystery batman so he shows up and he's like all right this might kill me but i gotta do it because the whole universe is at stake 
because that's just the kind of hero that any Flash is. Yep. Which I think is funny before you get going is yes. that it kind of mirrors uh, Flashpoint to the yes. point that when Barry was lost and couldn't figure, didn't know what the hell was going on, why he didn't have his powers, and he was he, he was trying to figure out what was going on, the only person that he could think to go and find help from would be Batman. Because I'm Batman. <laughs> but he goes and he gets the Batman, and it's Thomas Wayne, not the yep. Bruce Wayne that he's expecting, so... Go ahead. Yeah, so he shows up to Batman and he's like, Bruce, I need your help. Which, that that kind of struck a nerve with me a little bit. Kind of annoyed me. Because it was very much like fucking Batman v Superman. Right. And we all know that everybody loves that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> As you should. Well, but here's something else, though. To, to, to maybe save save it for you. The Flash Batman thing... Goes back to Crisis on Infinite No, I understand. It's just... Actually, did you catch that? Yeah. Some of Wally's body stances were totally berries. And I was like, all right, that was really cool. Like, kudos yeah. to the artists. So, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, just Batman v Superman is very much at the <laughs> forefront of... <laughs> That's the newer memory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's like, dude, you got to help me. You got to remember that I was the fastest man alive like i was the flash at some point and bruce is just like i have no idea who you are and while he's like oh no back into the speed force i go and then he ends up at a at an elderly home oh the sad part with uh this dude running away from the orderlies who are like hey you gotta like, Stop being crazy, the rules. Man, yeah. <laughs> or we'll, we'll, if you do good, we'll we'll get the, the 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 restraining order released. Which I'm curious to see what that is. Like, yeah. How? Who? Why? <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, like this guy. He helped end World War II with his friends, and I'm like, what? Who is this guy? And then they were like, yeah, it's fucking Johnny Thunder. Johnny Thunder and his Thunderbolt, the magical word, see you. Oh, man. That was such a good moment because, like, and I even like how they were referencing, like, well, that's when Senator McCarthy told us to take off our mask. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for it to go that way. So I'm like, whoa, they might be changing that history. So it explains why the JSA, the the, the classic JSA, never made it into Rebirth, our uh, new 52. So I'm like, all right, this is cool. Like, what are we going to catch here? What's going to happen? That's awesome. So, like, some de- definitely setting the stage. Hasn't been announced yet, but JSA Rebirth, obviously that's that's definitely coming. So that's going to be exciting. It better. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> but you know what? I need Jay back. I think, honestly, like, it, now this is what, like, get here's... Wally back. I need Jay back, too. <laughs> need the set. Well, I want Rex Tyler, so. Wait. Hey, what did I say something like that no okay <laughs> <laughs> um but well something to think about and this is like a scary moment this is jeff's last comic because so somebody's got to fix the movies and hopefully he'll do it eh, he's, <laughs> he's had this what this this other title of of uh entertainment like correspondent or consultant or whatever for how long and he's still been writing comic books I, I i just imagine he's gonna be writing comic books. oh no no i hope he is like i hope they're saving him for like jsa rebirth because then you're like this shit is gonna be gold you know like that would be awesome i would fucking that would <laughs> yes <laughs> that's the only word i've got for it so hopefully hopefully that's what's coming down the pipe jeff johns or james robinson oh, get one of them back on god 
JSA. I, I DC needs to mend the bridge with James Robinson. I mean, I love what he's doing at Marvel. He's doing some really good stuff. But like you bringing that up, that's right. He was him and Goyer were the ones that started JSA, which they got this young pup Jeff Johns to come and be like, "Hey, you scrappy little kid, <laughs> you look like you like comic books. Why'd you come write with us?" <laughs> and then he took it over. <laughs> Then uh, he went crazy and back to the rebirth. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. So after after Wally, he gives a good speech to uh, Which Johnny. That was kind of sad too, because like I totally had the thought that Johnny was like, "You're my thunderbolt," because he's oh, all there yeah. with the lightning around him, and I was like, "Oh man!" Yeah, like poor senile guy. <laughs> Remember your real Thunderbolt. So yeah. do you think that means that uh, they're going to tie back that the the Thunderbolt from that what came from Johnny Thunder was part of the Speed Force? I That'd be interesting. It, they, they could. I know in the past they've tried to tie him into like Mr. Mizzlepick. I remember so that. He's, yeah, he's, he's more like a, a fifth dimensional fifth being. Fifth or sixth dimension uh, being. But, um, but I mean, if you think about the way like the JSA treats um, not treats, but like treats uh, the Green Lantern. Uh, you yeah. got Alan Scott, who has a Green Lantern ring. He has a Green... Uh, oh, man, I'm still upset. About, <laughs> go on. Okay, he has a Green Lantern, but he's not part of the core. Yeah. So he, he, he has a ring that is part of... So it's a derivative of it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So then, you know... I mean, magic-based, according to the Guardians. According to the Guardians. Science, so... Yeah. You know, have Johnny Thunder. You know, at at one because because at a that magician point, magician who knows the uh, formula, the maybe <laughs> the, the form you know, manifested in a different way because Jay Garrick didn't need the Speed Force when he was run when he was on the JSA. So to, three parentheses X Y Z close parentheses <laughs> equals C E I dash U, which could even you know Johnny Quick could be a descendant of Johnny Thunder. You know, well, they were around the same time though. But are you saying the girl Jesse Quick? Well, no, I'm just saying Johnny Quick. Because obviously he's much younger than the JSA in this time period now. I don't think we've seen Johnny Quick. Well, actually. okay, fair enough. But <laughs> last time I saw him, he's not. I mean, he's not. He's he's not a World War II veteran anymore, like the rest of the JSA were. Yeah, all right. I mean, I could go with that. I mean, because he's he has had his ties in there. Not you know, I'm not trying to, uh, but they they've always had. He was usually more the All Star Squadron, mm-hmm. so that was his team, like with Plastic Man and stuff like that. But they have, you know, like they've taken some of those characters out and like kind of made him younger. Uh, but they did have a long standing that Jesse, or sorry, Johnny Quick and Jay Garrick. You know, they were the old the old speeders, the right? Old, the old guard speedsters. But I mean, it's definitely it's a connection worth exploring. Yeah. You know, why not? Why not? You know, hey, there's some kind of this is some kind of uh, tangent to it, you know, and it's like, hey, that's awesome. Yeah, because nothing's better than just giving your your characters more depth. Like, that's no, yeah, a exactly. and, thing to do. and one thing that they're trying to pass along with this whole rebirth is legacy. Why yeah. not yep. make him part of a, a, a legacy or make a legacy a part of him? You know, yeah, give him something more. Why, why, hey, you're just throwing this out there. I know he's I know the genie's not green, but, you know, what if. It's it's part speed force, part uh, emotional spectrum. Uh, yeah, that could be lantern, Holy you know. Crap! <laughs> I mean, why else would it be able to do a bunch of different things? That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> hey, All right, nice. fair enough. Go on. <laughs> um, well, so the next visit that Wally's on, and he didn't really manifest. I guess I think he saw it more from like the background. But there's this like woman at a police station, and she's all calm, and they're like, oh, yeah. "What's up with this crazy lady?" Oh, you know, she just came like she got arrested for eating a sandwich that she didn't pay for. And when we confronted her, she was like, oh, it's a mistake because where I come from, food is, f- food is free. 
And they're like, where the hell does she come from? And then it goes to the conversation, and they're like, well, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I wanted to talk to Superman. Well, Superman's been, you know, killed in action. He's been missing. He's he's gone. She's like, oh, it's okay. He he's, he's he that happens. I'll wait. He'll come back. I'll be. I'll wait. And they just show her <laughs> smiling. And we know she's blonde, so we don't know which legionary that can be. Well, okay. So spoiler. Um, the 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 only weapon that they confiscate, the only thing they confiscate off of her was a legion flight ring. So it's like, all right. So my my money is I'm thinking Saturn Girl because she has the biggest connection to Superman. So that's why I'm thinking it's her. But I don't know. It, it could be anybody. Or Supergirl. Nope. No, <laughs> Supergirl. Uh, and that's a good call. And who knows, actually. Maybe they could play some kind she's of She's spent her time with the Legion of Superheroes. Yep. She's been in the future. She's been in the past. That's so. what I, I was going to say is that without have, without have reading, reading the book, right. uh, I'm going I'm to throw my, 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 uh, my vote out there for uh, Booster Gold's sister. Oh, Ooh, I <laughs> Gold Star, I think, is yeah, her name, Gold right? Because yeah. she would have had a, a Legionnaire ring just like uh, Booster did to fly. So. Hey, why not? Again, you're bringing back <laughs> And she more was from the future. Yeah, <laughs> Could be something. Deep cuts. Yeah. But I just, I, I feel like that that's the that's the seeds for Legion rebirth. Oh, yeah. You know? you know, and, and one thing we know he, is that he loves the Legion. Yeah, well, and it's fine because I'll tell you what, I never gave a damn about the Legion. I just kind of found them annoying. You know, I'm like, whatever, these characters are boring. And then I remember, I think it was Infinite Crisis is where Bart became the Flash. And then they killed him in the Fastest Man Alive book. And I was like, yeah. oh, God, that was so sad. Um, Connor... Superboy died in Infinite Crisis. And I was like, man, you know, like the Young Justice team just got gutted. <laughs> you know, they were so happy and positive and hopeful. And it's like, kill, kill, kill. <laughs> and next thing I know, so it's like, okay, well, they're going to come back. That's where you got to read the Legion of Three Worlds. That's I the, the that only shit. time I read that book. Yeah, that's read, the only read time I read Legion, Legion yeah. too. I was like, I read it and liked it. Yeah. I was like, all right, you know what? I could, I could read more about these characters. I could kind of give a shit about them. And it was just getting, but I mean, yeah, Jeff Johnson and, and uh, George Perez on that. That was just like the right, right, exactly. Game. So that was beautiful. I think I think the problem I've always had with Legion of Superheroes is that it's too vast for mm. one book, uh, and then you know it's just it's it's too silver agey for me. Like all <laughs> the characters are just. I mean, I've just never been a big silver. Age no, yeah, fan, like so. they, they supposedly have a great story. It's called the the Darkness Saga. And it's supposed to be like one of the major dark side stories. And I need to sit down and read it. But I, I feel the same way you do. I'm kind of like, those guys had their heyday in the Silver Age. They don't, they've never escaped that. Mm-mm. You know, because it's like whenever they try to make a, a, a revamping of them or bring them back, it's, well, let's, let's go back to the happy-go-lucky Silver Age. And it's like, that has its moments. Give me more. Give me something different. Mm-hmm. You know, put them in a different situation. You know, Legion's lost in time. That has a cool sound to it. Give me a story like that. You know, something. Um, but they never really do. You know, it's just always like, nope, just a rehashing of an old story. <laughs> you know. I only remember one Legion story that I liked, and I don't even remember if it was actually a Legion story, but it was like the Fearsome Five just over like tens of generations of them like coming back in time all at once to fight like the legion or some crazy shit damn i think i think i remember something about that too yeah i don't remember remember, what that was in or anything see like i like i like it when legion characters show up in other books yeah but usually it's just like like 
three of them at the most. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, There's too goddamn many of them. <laughs> like, what's when in uh, J- a JSA book or the Justice Society? Oh, the book, JLA JSA one, the Lightning Saga. Well, oh, yeah, when Thom shows up as Starman from you know the, the oh, future, he was great, yeah. And, but he's he's stuck he's in the, the past, JSA, and yeah. he's like kind of crazy. But that's because he's got the power cosmic in his brain. And like all that shit was just I, that was a, he was a cool character. Well, exactly. Like that's like I mean, like think about it. Like because a lot of times Legion and X Men get compared, right? But yeah. it's like that's why X Men works though because you're reading a book about seven to eight people, right? You're not reading everybody because yes. you're gonna find yourself like there's maybe three or four characters you care about. You don't care about all fifty of the X Men. You like maybe maybe ten at most. You know, and then the names, the names get me. They're just a little too and matter I, eater lad, lad, and then the karate kid and <laughs> the bounce boy. boy, yeah, and you know <laughs> the star or is it Pharaoh uh, lad and it's lads and boys, it's lads, and boys and girls, yeah. It's I mean I get it. They were Lass. like they said they said the whole thing was like there's Dawn it, Star. It's to. <laughs> Guns, yeah. Well, there's also Wildfire, or whatever yeah. his name is, but uh, but the thing is, like, it's supposed to be a throwback to the old superheroes that they always read about and stuff. Like, that's what they would be called because it'd be Superboy and stuff like that. Yep. So, but I, it's just, oh, it worked for its time. It's just now, now we need more creativity. I mean, honestly, that's what it is. You just yeah, need you, more just don't, you don't want it to be so cheesy, too. Yeah, well, and that too, that helps. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. Hopefully, when they get rebirthed. There you go. If DC, if you're listening to us, grow them up. That's what they need. So instead of being Saturn girl, she could just be Saturn. Cosmic lad is just cosmic, you know? Nothing wrong with that. I mean, like, I mean seriously, like, think about All it. All right with that. It's yeah. kind of like Robin growing up in the Nightwing, you know? Yeah. He was like, dude, I'm a man. You know, I can't <laughs> be not the, the boy, boy wonder, wonder anymore. anymore. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a man. And, you know, and, and, and the thing is, it's like if you actually read, like, the original, not not because, you know, Batman fired Nightwing. Uh, Batman and and, and um, Dick, they had a falling out. Hmm. So Dick was more with the Teen Titans. And even they grew up. They went from the Teen Titans to the Titans. You know, and him and Wally in this one issue, they were like... And at this point, we, we had two Robins running around. You had the Robin with the Titans, who was Dick Grayson. And you had the Jason Todd Robin, who basically was Dick Grayson. Like, he was a blonde-haired acrobat. And his mom and dad were acrobats, and they were in the circus. And Killer Croc was the one who killed the parents. And so Dick Grayson felt bad because he was supposed to be there for the kid, and he wasn't there for him, and that's why the parents died. So then Dick was like, well, the only thing I can do for him is let him be Robin. And he had a weird costume at first. It was very, like, circusy with, you know, outstretched pointies, and it was just weird. <laughs> and... Then he dyed his hair to make it black, and he was the Jason Todd Robin. Luckily, you know, Crisis was like, fuck that. Let's give him his own origin. <laughs> he's stealing wheels off the Batmobile, and he's going to be a horrible human being. But, hey, it, it's better than a Dick Grayson. It's clone. okay. In a few years, we'll kill him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then even later, we'll bring him back. In a cool way, and then we'll retcon that. <laughs> Hush. Wait, no, 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 no. Shh. No. Oh, okay. I was going to say the, the, the punch, the Superboy Prime punch is not the cool way. Oh, no, no, no. The cool way would have been he was Hush, and then they were like, no, let's just, let's just change that a little. Let's say Tommy was Hush. Let's, let's come up with this whole new kooky thing about it. I like uh, Jeff Loeb, but if we've learned anything from reading Jeff Loeb, whoever dies, that's who your villain is. <laughs> Uh, okay, so to, to, to keep going with Rebirth. Right, to keep going with the story. Because so we want to get to. Because they, they did add several chapters, so Wally's bouncing around, 
And if I remember correctly, I think the first chapter was like life. Yeah. Wait, hold on one second. <laughs> okay, so this is a part I like. The atom is back. Ray Palmer, he's a college professor. He's back. You know, he's not some crazy, like, you know, guy who lives underneath all of his old newspaper clippings. Because when they knew 52 of them, they did it horrible. Uh, and the cool thing is, we got Ryan Choi back. And he's, you know, he's being invited to be an atom. And we yep. see it directly from Ray this time, as opposed to it through the grapevine. So I think that's going to be excellent because that's going to reinforce legacy there. That's going to make it more welcoming and exciting. Um, and then, of course, they're kind of stealing a Marvel bit here. You know, like, I've traveled outside of time. I went into the microverse, and you need to help me. So that'll be interesting to see there. All right. And then we get to two Blue Beetles. We have yes. Jaime Reyes and Ted Cord. But who's older? Ted Cord. Ted Cord is older. Older. I think he should be. It looks, looks like, like it, it because obviously, like Jaime's referencing, like I got to go back to school. Okay. So I don't think it's the college type of school. And so yeah, Ted's like, yeah, let's figure out the scarab. And Jaime's like, I don't want to figure it out. Like, just get it off of me. And Ted's like, oh, that's all right. We'll figure it out. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'm gonna be late for class and books it. <laughs> Ted's like. You're coming back afterwards, right? And he's like, mm, I don't know about that. I'll take it as a maybe. I just love how positive Ted is here, you know, because like the next cool beat in that story is Dr. Fate comes up, and basically they're kind of like, that scarab's not from space. It's magic. And then Ted's just got this goofy grin like, magic? Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Fate's all like, you need to hold on to your ass because magic's about to fuck shit up. Magic? That scarab isn't what you think it is. And Ted's just like, magic? That's fucking badass. I can't wait to fuck around with that. <laughs> Play with that. <laughs> I think the DC has done that a lot, though, when they, they uh, try and mix between uh, basically space and, and magic a lot. Um, you look at the hawks and you know uh the other thing gorian backgrounds right and, and then their their historical magic backgrounds yeah. right and then uh you know uh kind of shazam and and or the shazam wizard and, and his magical word uh the fact that he is always hanging out with like uh, a guardian and you know uh uh, who, who's the other? Like, Phantom oh, when they Stranger. did the quintessence, yeah, yeah, yeah the Phantom like Stranger, Ganthet, the Guardian, the Wizard, and um, oh god, I want to was it directly Zeus? I think it was Zeus, yeah, I think it was Zeus, and, yeah. And then, well, the Phantom Stranger wasn't one of them, he's but just he was always... one of the ones who would always talk to them, he was the one who could like intermingle, be like, so a bunch of old bastards, <laughs> so space things, and 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 so if you it's remember, space magic, yeah, when yeah, you remember in the the right before or before uh, New 52, uh, when Ted Court gives the the scarab to, um, well, he doesn't he doesn't give it to, to Jamie Reyes. Someone else that was doing Ted's stuff gave it to Jamie Reyes, right? No, they, actually, um, Ted had it. It was Countdown to Infinite Crisis, and Ted had it. And he kind of considered using it, but he was like, no. And that's when the lightning bolt came and took it because he was actually actually he was taking the scarab to go to the wizard. To there the you Billy go. Billy Batson wizard, and then that's when it was like, this needs to go elsewhere. Bloop. And it's like, 
That could have helped me. That could have really helped me. <laughs> so I mean, the, the wizard, and then he's the wizard also gave Black Adam his power, who then gives Isis his her power, you know, and, and, and Black, Black Adam, Adam Junior. So, so yeah, I mean, the, the magic and in, in, in outer space stuff, you know, tend to mix a lot. So yeah. well, I think the Green Lantern started that. You know, the, it, there you go. We just talked about that. that. Yeah. Uh, so then we kind of got some like little vignettes. I think it would be a cool word. There's some bigger vocabulary. Um, we see Damien turns 13. Yep. We see Jessica is full out Green Lantern, and she's like, I don't know about this other one. He's kind of crazy. He's got a gun. What's a Sinestro? Um, and another character that I'm glad to see him back, uh, Jackson. I can't think of his last name, but he was the new Aqualad, yeah. the one that Jeff Johns created in Brightest Day. Um, an interesting twist the on Black him. Black Mana Son. Yeah, the Black Mana Son. Uh, Jackson Pierce? I can't remember. Maybe. But he, he made no, it to... Wasn't uh, that the guy from, from X-Men, the, the robot? Jefferson Pierce. Jefferson Pierce. Okay, never mind. Yeah, but it probably wasn't Pierce. Close. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, what's interesting is he was the one that they they really amped him up. I think he made it to the Teen Titans cartoon. Yep. Well, the Young, Young Justice, Justice yeah, He made it to the Young Justice cartoon. Um, but so they're reintroducing him, and some of that's different. I don't know if they had this last time, but he, he's going to be homosexual, so that'll be all right. Let's let's see where they're going to go with that character. And it's funny because the mom kind of seems condemning of that. You know, it's yeah. like she's like <laughs> very much, you know, so. like I don't care that you swim fast or weird. I care that you like boys. So that'll be interesting to see how that's going to play out. Uh, Pandora, the poor girl. I do kind of feel bad for the character because <laughs> it's like, you know, the new Fifty Two happened because she screwed up. You let all all of evil out of this skull box, but then it turns out the skull box was a teleportation device from Earth Three. Yeah, and we've Earth, talked about this before. Yeah. The, the whole Pandora character seemed like she was supposed to go one she's direction. She's the scapegoat, and yeah, she like, just yeah, kind of we became need the scapegoat. Something. Okay, and here she ultimately she does her best impersonation of Rorschach. Uh, it's a great yeah. panel. <laughs> she's totally like. You're not gonna win this. Like they're gonna beat you. All this stuff, and then just <laughs> here's your Doc insides. Manhattan just yeah. uh, then, splats her. Then we get reference to some new stuff with uh, Grail holding Baby Darkseid, and she's like, "Yep, turns out there was a, another male was here first. The twin brother Jason of Wonder Woman, Diana Prince." Uh, then we go to the the area where Superman I presume it's new 52 Superman where he died or unless yeah. something else happened but I, I think that's what they're leading you to think too and this was a cool beat um, it'll be interesting to see with the Velocity isn't that what they call it uh, Felicia Ollie love thing oh, yeah. off oh, of Felicity. Velocity Felicity yeah or Velocity oh, or whatever yeah. they call it whatever the hell but it is Velocity o- o- is the name of the, of the relationship between the two of them yes. okay. uh, Oliver and Felicity are the two characters yeah. Well, here they did it right. They did it right. It's Green Arrow and Black Canary. Good. So we, we can see something there. Felicity Smoke can stay in with her weird relationship with Raymond, Ronnie Raymond's dad. That we no do need remembers. an Oracle because we got Batgirl. So cool, you can do that. Uh, then we see as they as they as the internet's loving to call him Super Dad, um, and he gets confronted by Mister Oz, and it's like, well, could this be Oz short for Ozmandis, or who knows? Uh, he was introduced during Jeff John's short run on Superman, the recent New 52 stuff. And basically, he's always been somebody with like a bunch of monitors. And he's like, oh, Clark, I remember teaching you that. Oh, Clark, you should know better. So there's a history between him and New 52 Superman. Uh, now, that's interesting because if you think about uh, Kingdom Come, and I know I like to come back to that story a lot. Wrong, but you have, you have uh, Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. Inside oh, of, that was Alan. Alan or I'm Scott. sorry, Alan Scott Green Lantern. I wish it was inside Alan. of his uh, giant emerald city. Right. You know, 
Oz, Emerald City. Oh, damn. Maybe. Hey, you know, somebody's behind that curtain. <laughs> and it's Dr. Manhattan. No. <laughs> um, Aquaman takes Mara to the surface. They're going to have a romantic dinner date at the first place they met where she tried to kill him. And then Aquaman takes a knee and proposes. And he's like, it's a, it's a surface custom. So that was a real cold moment. Um, you, you should take this so, part. <laughs> seeing that, Wally's like, all right, I know how I can get back into the this universe. I know who's going to remember me. Linda Park. Who's <clears throat> at one time in the comic books, wife, wife mother of his twins. Yep, mother of his children. Fucking the reason that he was able to come back out of the Speed Force before. So she's there at the site where Superman has gone missing, trying to get a an interview, trying to get a story. And Wally's like, all right, this is going to work. Like, this is my shot. This is totally going to happen right now. So he shows up to her, and he's like, I'm back. And she's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I don't remember you at all. And he's like, ah, oh, Jesus. Because every time that somebody doesn't remember him, he, like, loses a little bit more. Of yeah, loses a part of yeah. his connection to the universe. So the speed force takes more him in a little yeah. more. And then I think it goes to him, uh, to Wally, to the new 52 Wally. Um, yeah. Well, some honorable mentions, though. He, he appears right before Captain Boomerang, and he's like, who the hell are you? He appears before Cyborg. Who the hell are you? He appears before Nightwing. Who the hell are you? So it's like, whoa, those are some major characters. And yeah, he takes it to new 52 Wally, yeah. which I so found you, interesting. Well, go ahead. I was going to say Nightwing is an interesting one, I think. I mean, for a character that they obviously joined the Teen Titans together, they would have had many of uh, adventures together in a previous timeline. Nightwing time was line. Wally's best man. Nightwing is, was Wally's best man at his wedding, and yet him not remembering him is pretty important. Yeah. Well, this is why you need to read Titans Hunt. Titans Hunt goes into more depth because basically what was the greatest superhero team missing from New 52? The Teen Titans. I thought it was the Justice, League, Justice Society of America. Uh, depends how you want to look at it. Because, <laughs> well, no, I, I think JSA is greater, but Earth 1, Earth 2 type of business. Fair enough. So that's how you could argue your way out of that one. Ha-ha. <laughs> what multiversity on your ass. Um, one quick note. Chapter 1 was Lost. Chapter 2 was Legacy. Yeah. Chapter 3 was Love, and that's after he finds out um, Linda doesn't remember him. So new 52 Wally. So, yeah, he... He looks down on Wally and he's like, you know what? It's good that he's, that somebody is the Kid Flash. It's cool that he's the Kid Flash. He can help people since this is it. I'm going to die right now. Like, this is my goodbye tour. So after he sees Wally, he goes to Barry and he's watching Barry, like, save a bunch of people from a burning building. And he's just like, man, Barry's such an awesome guy, like saving everybody with a smile on his face. And one of the children was hungry, so he got pizza for all of them. And as a tip, he like rejuvenated the kitchen of the restaurant where he got the pizza from. And so Wally shows up and he's like, you know what? You're fucking awesome. And you made my life awesome. Thank you even though I'm going to die right now and it sucks because nobody remembers me. 
And so Wally's totally just dissolving into the speed force, being ripped apart the same way that Barry was in Crisis. And then Barry's just like, what the hell? Wally? And like grabs him out of the speed force. And then he's like, oh my god, I'm sorry. How could I forget you? And god damn it, I almost cried. <laughs> See, you know, I, I, I know it's a, it's a story and we, we want to have drama. We want to build up to it. But wouldn't you go to the ones that have the strongest connection to the Speed Force first? Right? Yeah. Uh, to that, me, like, and I, I get you, you got to write the order of story. But to me, I think his lightning rod, it would have been Linda first. Linda would have been the first visitation. And I think once he realizes, like, wow, she has no clue who I am, oh, my God. And that's where you should have had, well, Batman was there. And then that would have segued, okay, well, Batman can figure this out. And you could have played with it because the first stop should have been Linda. And that's me forcing a nitpick. I'm totally okay with the way it was presented. But I do agree with your theory there, too. It's like, well, if if my lightning rod won't work, then I'm going to go to the other people who understand the Speed Force the best. And obviously it would be Barry because Barry and the Speed Force are supposedly one. You know, So it's like, okay, should have stopped there first because obviously it worked out. But, yeah, what a great moment. Like when he finally pulls him out of the Speed Force and he, like, solidifies and they hug and he's like, how could I ever forget you? It's like... Oh my God! So feels so good. This is beautiful. Like this is comic books right here. This is DC's legacy, and I'm glad <laughs> it's back. It's just a beautiful moment. So there you go. That's that's the DC. Re- oh, I'm sorry. We haven't gotten to the epilogue yet. Yeah. Um, no, nah, but there there really isn't that much in the epilogue. Well, one cool thing to note: so in the end of chapter four is life, and then it just goes into epilogue. And the epilogue is it's it's definitely it's. It's beautiful art, you know, it goes to the watch thing we were talking about, and, you know, it, it ends with the whole watchman clock right at 9 o'clock, and then it does the whole, you know, the clock is ticking across the DC universe. All right, that's cool. Big mystery, big opening salvo. You know, this is like, you know, the, the, the book I mentioned earlier, uh, Crisis, or Countdown to Infinite Crisis. You know, that was the one where it's like, okay, it opened with Beetle dying, and, you know, that, that segued into all those mysteries, you know. Um, Villains United, Ranthangar War, um, the OMAC Project, and uh, the fourth book. I can't remember what it was. But that was awesome that it did that. And that's what we're going to see. Like, we got this big one. But I just, I really like the fact that it was hopeful. Wasn't it the hunt for Ray Palmer? No, that well, that was during Countdown when they did the Oh, movie. yeah. God damn it. Uh, I always confuse those two events. Yeah, that one, oh, that, that one, it was good, but it was kind of bad. Uh, it was like it was a great Ray Palmer moment because you know I like him I think he's a great character and it was sad because he went to that earth where it was like it's the silver age and everybody's happy again and then it gets destroyed like mutilated so bad <laughs> and it was just <laughs> oh man Ray can't get a break um, but that's what's neat is like it honestly it looks like the heroes got a break for once you know because that was that was sad like where it's like really we just lost Wally I mean we had a flashbook with the potential like. I don't know if you remember that one, the the Flash Rebirth Secret Files and Origins book. Um, it was like it, the, the main story was Barry woke up from a nightmare and he just kept running. And then all the other speedsters were like, one of us feels bad. Let's go. And oh, they're yeah. all running together. And that was so awesome because that's when they were kind of like, Barry, you don't have to run this race alone. We're here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, that's great because 
for me, like I always remember for years, people would always be like, oh, is there going to be a Green Lantern film? What would a Green Lantern film be like? And I always remember just thinking like, no matter what you do at the time, you know, one fifth of the population is going to be pissed off. You know, because, well, it wasn't Alan Scott. It wasn't John Stewart. It wasn't Guy Gardner. It wasn't Kyle Rayner, you know. So somebody's going to get mad. So I was like, it's just, it's not, it's not a good idea. And then Rebirth came along. And when you had the handshake where it's like, you know, Sinestro flees. And they're like, well, we got to get back to Earth. He's like, hold on, let's do this right. Hi, I'm Hal Jordan. I'm uh, Kyle Rayner. And he's like, all right, now let's do it. And it was like, that was it. It was done right. They all knew each other. Now they're on the same team. And I felt that with The Flash, and I was excited because it's like, wow, you got a Flash family. That should have been a book, Flash yeah, family. absolutely. And that, that's all it was. It's the adventures of Wally, his kids. Jay comes by every now and then. It's perfect. And have some Jesse Quick in there. Boom. And find a way you to know. get Max Mercury back. Yeah. Yes. Well, actually, he was back. He did. He, yeah, he came back he, at a rebirth. He did come back in And he was like, this is going to be awesome. You know, oh, you can have that nice. mentorship back with uh, uh, Bart and Max. You know, like you could have had all that stuff. And it just, it went so big, and then it shrank down to just Barry. And then yep. New 52, it's like they made him a little bit cynical. It's, you know, that's where the big jokes with Justice League of Orphans, you know. It's like Barry had a good happy ending. Uh, Barry had a family that, that got taken away. And, and then the comics just kind of, like, when, when Flash goes dark, there's something wrong. <laughs> yeah, right now, Flash isn't dark anymore. It's a light book again, which is great. So, anyways, please go out, buy the book, read it. Um, myself or Jeff Johns will give you your money back if you didn't like it after you buy it. Just mail me the copy and I'll take care of it. Because this one, this is a great, this is a great way to jump back into the DC universe. Like on a personal note, it was cool. Tuesday night, I was hanging out with one of my buddies and we were talking about this. I was like, yeah, tomorrow's a big comic book day because this was a guy who read comics. He got out of it. You know, he's got wife and kids and stuff like that and and work and money and all that and he actually today i saw him at the store he was getting a copy and i was like that felt good he actually came to our panel he was there at uh, the the library comic con and stuff like that so it's exciting to see him get fired up about comics and i hope this one i hope it did it right for him well to me i mean as a person who stopped reading comic books uh right around uh, new 52 I, I this does sound like a, a great place to jump back on because it sounds like it's getting back to what it was right before new 52 which yeah. is what, my favorite point of comic books for my reading my personal reading uh seeing as i started right around the time when superman died so uh yeah that i mean it, it sounds great and it sounds like the characters are coming back and and truly is what what jeff john set out to be that he he said when they did new 52 nothing felt like it had any weight there was no legacy there was nothing around and yes hopefully the, the, there's going to be some there's going to be characters like uh our man or whatever the hell he's, you're pointing at there frame yeah, is our man. man okay uh yeah i mean I our man is one of my characters. is one of my favorite justice society of america characters so uh it, i i get, i will get get on reading the books again so nice yes, yes. <laughs> there you go <laughs> dc's rebirth uh kind of all encapsulated with little anecdotes here and there and a little bit of uh, uh, side stories and how we felt about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we are here today to talk about one uh, Brock Rumlow. If you you watched Captain America the Winter Soldier and Captain America Civil War, uh, he is... He was in the in, in Winter Soldier. He was the character that uh, 
seemed like he was a buddy of Captain America's at first. He he was very yeah, the plane scene, you know. Like, yeah, did the, he just jump the, out? Yeah, that's what he does. It's did he cool. not have a parachute? He sure didn't. But you know, he, and and then he 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 kind of shoots that guy that's coming after Cap, and Cap's like, "Oh, thanks for the help." And he's like, "Yeah, you look like you were really struggling." And you know, and they they kind of have a very good back and forth, and I think there's a mutual respect of of soldier to soldier there, and, and obviously uh, uh, a skill set or not a skill, but a, a skill respect between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it soon becomes to be seen that in uh, Winter Soldier, he's actually an agent of Hydra, and he and he knows it, and he's he's you know he's there to uh, first he's used to take out. Captain America, mm. and uh, you get that very awesome elevator fight scene. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was a cool thing. <laughs> Which then is a reminiscence. If you want to get out of this elevator now, <laughs> that might be a good idea. <laughs> if you don't want to do this, and uh, don't, so, but uh, which then turns into a very reminiscent of of his escape scene in the comic book Civil War. Yeah. Uh, eventually, Frank Rumlo is or Frank uh, Frank Grillo is the one who plays him. <laughs> yeah. R- plays Brock Brock Rumlo. He he, he goes and he. Uh, he he puts a team together to, to to track down Cap using also Bucky or Winter Soldier at that point as an asset. Uh, till the very end of the movie, he uh, he has to fight Sam Wilson, the Falcon, inside of a, a building that's gonna that eventually is being brought down by a helicarrier, a helicarrier that's into crashing it. into the Potomac. It's one way to do it. <laughs> and unfortunately, unlike Falcon, he does not make it out of the building quite as no. well. So a building comes down on him. Left some of his face behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, at the end of that movie, you see him going into a uh, emergency room, being worked on, stuff like that. Uh, he then has his return in, in Captain America: Civil War, and uh, if you didn't recognize him at first, he's he's wearing this all black outfit, and I think this is the Those real reason. Gauntlets were pretty cool. He had he had the gauntlets, and, he, and and I think this is the real reason I wanted to to do a, a character one on one for him because I think if. If people who didn't know the character of Crossbones too well uh, would see would see his black outfit with the skull kind of on there, might might get him confused with the Punisher. Yeah, and yeah. for I mean a lot of a lot of reasons, you could they could, they are very similar. They they're are very, very similar, similar characters. They're totally, they're, they're mercenaries. They're yeah. both soldiers. Uh, you know, well, Frank's not Frank Castle's not a, a mercenary so much, but you know, right. he, he he's kind of become one, I guess you could say. With his anti-hero, kind of depends on who's writing him. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but his his skull is on his mask, yep. and he's got the the crosses on on his on his chest. Whereas Frank Castle, the Punisher, has his skull on his chest. So, uh, in in that in in the what are, where are they at? They're in South America somewhere, right? During the, the beginning of Civil War, the beginning of Civil War, uh, uh, if you can remember the giant Africa, I don't think they're in Africa. Africa. Are they in Nigeria? Because yeah, and then where they were having the because uh, where the building blew up, that's where the Wakandan ambassadors were. Right, it was the w- so Wakanda I, embassy, but it, I didn't know if I remember it was either way. But it's funny, yeah, we should have remembered those giant, <laughs> the giant fucking letters giant of where font. you are in that movie. <laughs> Uh, they were too big. I couldn't read it. <laughs> He's leading a team that's that's going in to uh, extract uh, some type of explosive or some type of weapon out of that building, right? Biological weapon. Yeah. Biological weapon that Captain America's team is going in to stop him. And uh, his team, as they are running away, uh, 
Brock Rumlow, or at this point, I don't, he doesn't really call himself Crossbones. No one says Crossbones. He just nope. he's just wearing the outfit. He's just Rumlow. He's just Rumlow. He he says he says get this to where it needs to get to, uh, and the guy's like, well, where are we going to meet up with you? He's like, you're not meeting up with me because yeah. he knows what you know what he's going to do. He's, well, he's going to his big mission. He's yeah, got his he's... big mission. He wants to exact his revenge. So he he's he's got Captain America kind of uh, at a standstill because he's using amped up uh, tech like those gauntlets that would allow him to punch punch through walls and doors and stuff and uh, Cap is also trying to worry about innocent bystanders and stuff and as he as uh, as he's got the better of him he's like Captain America might be about to arrest him or whatever he's like oh well I got this explosive suit you know he's got a a suicide bomber vest. Way better before that, you know. I was like, yeah, he used to talk about you. He talked about you all the time. That's true. James, yeah. why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. He, he did he, some good psychological warfare. He did, yeah, he did because he knew because because Steve knows that he knew about Bucky as the Winter Soldier, and he he, he so the, he used that against him and got him to uh, just halt for that moment. Yeah, hesitate. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. And in, in a situation like that, hesitation could get you killed or other people killed. And exactly what happens, he goes to blow himself up. Uh, the Wanda. Invisible Woman came in and saved I mean, <laughs> Yeah, Wanda. Wanda came We up. call her Wanda's Scarlet Witch in this. But, yes, the Invisible Woman showed up, <laughs> created a ball of uh, a force field around him. think about that. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes the explosion go up. But she doesn't hold on to her power long enough, so it, it explodes into the building. Out, yeah. Uh, thus, the end of Crossbones, Brock Rumlow in the cin- Marvel Cinematic Universe, yep. which I thought was a very much a shame. Yeah. You know, Frank well, Grillo, was, I think, yeah. is a very c- cool actor, you know, a very tough guy, or at least he portrays a lot of tough guys. Uh, I think, you know, f- as of the o- as of now, the only movie to uh, person to uh, or the only person to portray the Punisher in a movie well. <laughs> <laughs> or the best. I'm not, Thomas Jane was great. I, don't get me wrong. I yeah. love the Thomas Jane Punisher, but of course. But uh, Frank R- Grillo as uh, his character in Purge Anarchy was was a great Punisher. Also, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so uh, that's the movie version of him. You know, at the beginning when he first shows up in Captain America: Winter Soldier, I totally thought that he was going to be. Um, John Walker. Oh, that would have been good too. Yeah. I thought that he was John Walker that whole time until they were like, Oh, Rumlow. And I was like, damn it. Come on. (laughs) I was surprised we haven't gotten, yeah, we haven't gotten John Walkers or, uh, or, uh, you know, other Bucky's or you know other. It's so funny because we could totally have like a cap squad, you know, because it's like Falcon becomes cap. Bucky becomes Cap. Cap is Cap. So if you put if you put U.S. Agent in there, you know, yep. it's like the four Caps. You know. Uh, so yeah, would, that would have been that would have been pretty cool to have cool. him as John Walker because it would still have him. You could still have him betray Captain America. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Very much so. John Walker and Cap do not see eye to eye. They don't. And they John usually... Walker has walked both sides of the line too. Yep. yep. He's been a crazy bastard. <laughs> so. Uh, where, as for the the comic book version of him, what what was his first appearance? 
All right, so comic books. Um, Captain America issue 359 came out in October of 89. We get the sly little one-panel introduction. The shadow version yeah. of himself. And then finally, the next issue, Captain America 360, November of 89, full out, full first appearance. So we in see the costume. Yeah. Um, created by the legendary Mark Grunewald. Uh, if you don't know about that gentleman, go and read up about. He's him. like uh, he's very important in like uh, Green Arrow history. Oh, he's I believe he's a, I believe yeah. I'm thinking the right person, right? I no Grell Grell Mark Mike Grell. Grell. Dang um, man, my, there's there's so my tourism close. just going <laughs> tourist. <rampant. laughs> oh, my bad. Never mind. Uh, actually, Grunewald, um, he was big on the Squadron Supreme. And this is the crazy fact about him. He, I believe, cancer. I believe it was cancer that got him. Mm. And um, he he died of the, the he succumbed to cancer, and he actually had his ashes mixed in with the first print ink of Squadron Supreme. Wow! So you could have a piece of Mark Grunewald. Yeah. Well, in your I'm, I'm okay. Collection. I'm not that morbid. <laughs> At least it's not Mark Grell, right? <laughs> well, if it was Mark Grell, then I'd want it. <laughs> Next issue, Green Arrow. Mm, smells like Creator. Oh, yeah, that, was, that, was, that was very dark humor. Sorry. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, yeah, just a great character. What I really liked about him was, you know, he he's one of those ones like America. I love this country, and, and I love Captain America, and I love the fact that Captain America loves this country. And I love that the Captain America book is not afraid to show the dark side of patriotism, you know, and that's what that's what Rumlow is. He's like, I love this country so much. I'll do the wrong stuff to restore it. And it's like, yeah, but racism and bigotry and, and theft and, and murder and treason are not the ways to do it. That's not how we get our country. Well, that's how George Washington did it. No, they did things for the right reason. You know, and, and I love those conflict battles that Rumlow and Rogers would always have. Mm-hmm. They were almost to the same degree, the same type of man, but it was just such a it was a battle of idealisms, and it was great. Um, I, I, that's what I definitely thought was a, a great thing about his his particular character, and, and the little bit that I've read of him is that he is very similar to Steve Rogers in, in the aspects of yep. he wanted to do as much as he could to. Get uh, get get it done, or you know, do what he could. Do but, the right thing. As but they he it. he kind of uh, went about it the wrong way. He went about it. You know, he he joins up with Taskmaster's uh, school of villainy. You know, yeah. to learn to learn uh, how to fight and stuff like that. He uh, he he becomes a, a, a not a henchman, but a, or the you know a henchman for for the Red Skull. But you know, it, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of intrigue and you know the different ways that like you were saying you you know the dark side of, of patriotism, you know, yeah. going for full on without true reasoning or, you know, uh, well, not even uh, respecting your opponent. I mean, like you're allowed to, Hey, we can have a difference of opinion and I can respect that. And you can respect that. And that's how you have a gentleman's agreement. But this guy is just like, I don't like it. Boom. <laughs> and it's like, that's why you're a bag of dicks. You know? <laughs> um, I do like the, the idea that, I mean, the, the, the fact that he was created in 1989, it's uh, in relatively, relatively, uh, a newer character. He's not. He's not a character that's been around as long as Captain America, or yeah. been around as long as Iron Man. You know, uh, nineteen eighty nine is a pretty is pretty recent in in the respect. Yeah. No. Well, and, and I think that's what's neat about him is he is. He's such a newer character, but he has such a high regard in Cap's Rogues Gallery. I mean, granted, Cap doesn't have a lot of rogues. You know, like no. Batroc Zilimper. You know, <laughs> uh, which was actually done pretty well in the movies. Yeah, very well. Um, 
that even was... kept to the costume colors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The costume We're almost exactly. The mask, yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Like, hey, the only thing that's wrong with that, though. Oh, man, I would have loved it if he had like a, <laughs> a helmet like cap. Oh, oh that, that would have been, been cool. So yeah. great, would have been perfect. Uh, it would be interesting. I would, I would like to see like uh, if they have. Uh, I don't know if he's really a Captain America rogue, but uh, sword man, sword master. Oh yeah, swordsman. Swordsman, that's Swordsman. his name. He'd be great for. I mean, could you imagine if they bring him in and they have some of the ties back to Clint? Yeah, that would, that be, would awesome, be awesome. Especially awesome. considering the movie Clint is a family man. Yep. So, like, the movie Clint has something to lose. Mm-hmm. Like, I love comic book Clint. You know, like I like how he just wakes up. And he's oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm still me, and goes back to bed. You know, like, <laughs> I've had those moments. You know, the, the the fraction run on Hawkeye was beautiful, but movie Clint, I'm so scared because his wife is so awesome. Right. She's just the perfect woman, and it's like I don't want to see anything happen to her. And, and if you know your ultimate Hawkeye, exactly. If you, you know your ultimate Hawkeye, <laughs> ultimate Hawkeye basically becomes Bullseye because his family dies or yep. he gets killed. Costume and all, the costume <laughs> and all. Uh, so with the getting back to Rumlow, uh, the idea that one false move or one 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 degree a different way, Captain America could end up this way. Frank Castle could have ended up this way, you know. Yeah. Uh, he's, the, he's a he's a character that that is very similar and and yet uh, very different. Well, that strong devotion to an idea is beautiful, but it depends on what the idea yeah, is and the execution. Yeah. Uh, now, my real only exposure to him, my most exposure to him, would have been right after Civil War during Fallen Soldier, yep. uh, or Fallen, Fallen Sun, Sun. Sorry, Fallen Sun. Uh, yeah, when uh, Brood Breakers run, Brood Breakers yep. run of Captain America Volume. Five, four or five. Um, that's basically where we got the Winter Soldier. Go out, read the trades, read all of it. Um, yeah, because Rumlow was a great character in that run. Um, the romance with Sin that was awesome. You know, he. Uh, oh, okay. So okay. Well, so the first twenty-five issues mm. of the run. Um, in that, we discover. You know, issue one opens with this silent assassin killing um, the Red Skull. And you're like, what? And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, I've done the mission. And you're looking at it, and it looks more like Nomad. And you're like, what the hell? Like, what did they do? And then a couple issues into the arc, and then we have this moment of where Nomad just gets killed and stuffed in the trunk. And we're like, whoa, this shit's getting real. And then you have the issue where it comes from Nomad's point of view, which is one of the saddest issues ever because he's, <laughs> he's basically fighting off a form of insanity. And so at one point he's like, these guys, they're, you know, because it shows these guys sitting at a bar and like, oh, yeah, tomorrow after school, I'm going to come by with the truck. I'm going to make a fortune. These kids will buy this stuff up. They'll steal their parents' money. They want it so bad. And, of course, he's like, meth. I'm going to stop them from buying drugs. Turns out they're just ice cream men. <laughs> and it's like, oh, God, he had such good intentions. He's doing so bad. He's so crazy. And he just gets put out of his misery. Uh, and then, of course, the whole big reveal, we got, we discover that it is Bucky who is the Winter Soldier. It leads into the big Civil War issues where we see Sam, Sharon, Bucky, and Steve deal with you know, their, their side of the Civil War, how they feel. And then finally it all culminates in Captain America 25 where we believe at first it was Rumlow who did the kill shot on Captain America. Yeah. Um, but before all that, you, you actually do have some good character moments for Rumlow. Uh, we discover that... He, he breaks into a S.H.I.E.L.D. facility and he grabs this little redhead Wendy's looking girl and he's like, wake the fuck up. You know, come right back, you stupid bitch. You know, like he's just 
foul mouth and all over the place. Um, and then eventually he, he gets her to remember that she's Sin, the daughter of the Red Skull. And so they just fall in there. They're like this severely twisted racist uh, Bonnie and Clyde. You know, they're just everywhere they go. It's just murder mayhem all over the place. And so he was a great character in that regard that, okay, we, you're hating him. And so now this is where you come in. So go ahead. Give me your thoughts. On well, that. I mean, that's, I mean, my, my real connection to him or after that is, is, is even after that, it's after the Thunderbolts. Right. Yes. So he's, he's, he's been captured. He's, he's been tried for the death of Captain America and all his other crimes. And he's, he's thrown into, uh, I, I believe that's called, it's the slab. It's, I think that's it's either the raft or the slab, whichever I think it's, prison is. is it I is. want to say the slab then because I'm not familiar with the, the slab. Sla- the slab's so, the one on land. The raft is is the one in the water. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think that was one from the New Avengers. Right. Yeah. So that would so that would have been the slab. Then. So uh, it's and, in Colorado. No, it's uh, it can't be because Luke Cage is in charge of the Thunderbolts, in charge of of putting whoever he wants on the team for okay. the missions. So it'd have to be New York. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's Marvel. It's all New York. It's always New York. <laughs> when we say San Francisco, we mean New York. <laughs> so they he, uh, in the in the book they he constantly uses him as a uh, as a field leader uh, because he's crossbones. He's he'd be perfect at, for that. He's a tactician. He, he knows warfare stuff like that. Uh, at one point in time, they go on a mission that uh, gets him exposed to Terrigenmus. He Whoa. so so as, if you know your story of Terrigenmus in, in the Marvel universe. Uh, it's how the Inhumans get their powers. So, him as a human getting his power, he gets like this, uh, this fire brand. Basically, this this ring of fire that shows up in front of his face that will, if he concentrates, he can shoot uh, a beam of fire at his enemy. Holy wow. crap! But however, the the fire kind of blows back on him and, and kind of burns his face oh, as he does it. Jeez. So uh, the mass helps him a little bit, but it, it also burns away his thing or burns away burns away parts of his face. Um, eventually. Captain America comes back from his time trip, you know, Stupid since because he, he's well, him and Batman <laughs> took a vacation through time, <laughs> exactly, conveniently at the same time when their lead protege took over the mantles. <laughs> and I believe this is a uh, crossover between Secret Avengers and uh, Thunderbolts at the time, and it's the first time Captain America sees uh, Crossbones. You know what ticks me off? I remember that. I remember being excited because I wanted to read it, and I bought it. I didn't read it. Yeah, I well, need I to mean, find it. <laughs> they they kind of, they do the mission. They, they you know they have their their mission together, uh, and then at the very end, Crossbones has to say something. He's like, "Look," he says, "I I got the better of you. I shot you. I killed you." Kind of thing, and he's like, "Oh yeah," and he just Captain America just beats him down. He, like leaves him <laughs> leaves him in the in the swamp. He's like, "You can stay here and and, and die then or whatever." Uh, and he's about to use his uh, newfound Terrigan Miss power. But uh, I believe another one of his teammates stops him from doing it, and after that, I don't. I don't the, the teams split their ways, and they writer they, change. Yeah, <laughs> probably a writer change. But that, I think we I mean, called that siege. <laughs> that is the, the the extent of my crossbones knowledge and story. Yeah, no, well, he's he's a good character. Like honestly, if you ever get a chance to, um, his first appearance, I think it was the Bloodstone Hunt. That was the story. Mm-hmm. That's a great ca- classic Captain America crossover. Uh, I'm sure it's going to feel a little dated, but it's good stuff. Um, uh, I I think Crossbones also ran around with the Serpent Squad. So it was cool because anytime he came into a Captain America story, it was like him and eight other guys. So Cap was like, all right, I'm... I'm gonna have to fucking work today, <laughs> so it's it was great. You know, it definitely leads to the elevator scene and a lot of stuff like that. So 
it was fantastic stuff. So great character. Go out there and, and check out some of those things. Oh, all right. Well, you know, that's, uh, I, I mean, that's pretty much all we have for crossbones. I don't, uh, he's not, he's not a, like, like you said, he's not, he's, he's a relatively new character in the comic book biz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I just wanted to bring him up because he's been, he was focused on in civil war. Yeah. So, well, definitely like, I mean, and to tie in it, like if you were excited by civil war, if you were excited by winter soldier, you know, like we mentioned before, uh, Ed Brubaker's run of captain America, if I remember correctly, I think it was volume four, but go out there, find the Brubaker trades. They're going to be great. You're going to love it. Um, read his whole run on captain America. Uh, and then he actually wrote the next mini run which I think would have been Volume 5, which was like 12 issues. And he also wrote a Bucky series. Uh, in the Bucky series, the Winter Soldier book, that's where we actually see some elements from the movie where they were like hinting at, yeah, there's other Winter Soldiers mm-hmm. out there. So it was awesome stuff. And um, Brubaker did a great job with Crossbones. You know, he, he did. He, he, he made him a fearsome foe again. And what, what's really good about Crossbones is he does play the part of henchman, but he's not a stupid henchman. Like he's, he's like a star a stu- screen. Exactly. He's like a star screen where it's like, okay, I'm working with the bad guy right now because it suits my interest. But if I need to step in and take over, I probably will. And meanwhile, while I'm helping you, I'm probably double crossing you. So but I mean, also that was cool. The, 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 you know, the, the cool, cool thing about him is that he doesn't have any superpowers. He doesn't have a, a super soldier serum. He doesn't have, I mean, I guess he kind of does now have a superpower with the whole Terrigan mist thing, but you know, he became crossbones no, for all the this longest stuff. time. Yeah. He was a man fighting a super soldier and he did it and he did it. Right. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's very, it's a, he's a, he's an interesting character whether or not. And, and that's the one thing you can, you can count on Marvel to do is write interesting villains. Yeah, they do. They do a good job with that. You know, it's fine. I'd say both companies are right now, like probably these last, Gosh, I'd say ever since 2000, they've done a great job with their villains. Both yeah. companies have just been like, it's it's the, the focus on the villains. So I'm excited, though, because going back to full circle, it you know DC Rebirth was a great rebirth of the heroes. Um, and on an interesting note, and this is going to be something to watch, Marvel is looking at the rebranding of Marvel now. So what is it going to be? Not sure. Could it be their rebirth? I hope so. I'd really love to see some positivity come back in the Marvel U. <laughs> well, you know, to bring it back also, is, uh, would you consider uh, DC New 52 and then now DC Rebirth, DC's version of Heroes Reborn, Heroes Return? You know, I, I thought about that. I really did. And it's funny because what do both those things have in common? Jim Lee, you know, and oh, I was like, oh, enough. that's that's totally what it is. It's, it's all about that, you know, um, you know, taking the heroes and kind of putting them in a different context. But I, I, I would say I think I think New 52 was more gutsy, and they stuck it out. You know, it's like, yeah, they could have they could have abandoned New 52 after a year. They could have abandoned it, you know, during the Zero Issues. They could have abandoned it during the Villains Month. But there was a lot of good stuff. Like, for as much as it'll get mocked and, you know, looked down on, there was a lot of good things that came from it. Um, and even, too, with with Heroes Reborn from the Marvel side of things, it led to a beautiful thing called Heroes Return. And that is some of the greatest eras of comics. You had the Kurt Busiek, Iron Man, and Avengers runs. Uh, you had the Dan Jurgens, Mark Wade, Captain America run. Thor got relaunched with his own book under Dan Jurgens, who also killed Thor. So at that time, I was kind of like, wow, this guy's all about killing the bigwigs, you know? <laughs> um, you had a Hulk book. You had a Peter Parker Spider-Man book. There was some really cool stuff. Like, those were all the ones where the, they had the sunburst covers, and I thought those were the coolest variants ever. So Franklin that was a Richards got to 
not be a child (laughs) for like a month yeah that's okay you could could read him in the mc2 that's true if you want if you want some older franklin richards there was a point where i remember it was kind of the changing of the guard gen x and fantastic force two books came out ultimate hollow holographic (laughs) shiny chrome stuff and Fantastic Force was the adult Franklin Richards leading his own team of heroes in what at the time was a modern Marvel U. And obviously Gen X was like, well, we're the next generation of X-Men. Here we come. And it was like, yes. wow, the Marvel U All of changed. That, yes. <laughs> so definitely go out there. Hit your back issue bins. <laughs> so there you go. That is another 101 in the books. Uh, Chris, was there anything else you wanted to throw in there? No. No? Okay, good. uh but you know was it informative did you did you get to learn a little bit more i i hope so uh we definitely did a good a big recap on on what you would you should have read today in dc rebirth so (laughs) you should have so uh get back to us on what you thought of that what do you think is going to come out of rebirth uh who is it that you want us to talk about next what kind of what character have you seen in any of these tv shows that are on tv now netflix shows uh movies you know big movies little movies whatever that you want us to talk about well the big question i'm curious about for a lot of fans how do you feel about dc comics interacting with watchmen how does that feel like what are your thoughts are you you know because watchmen's always been the holy grail of comic books like this is the be all end all story and i'm like well yeah it is because it's a limited series you know, if, if you took Superman and you presented him in a 12-issue arc like All-Star Superman, that is the greatest story because it's finite. It's one creative team. But if you were to take Watchmen and you put him in publication ever since, different writers, different artists, you know, continuity changes, yeah, it's going to change that story. So I'm not totally anti-Watchmen. I actually plan on going back and rereading it and seeing how do I feel 10 years later after reading the book. Do I see it differently? Do I have a different viewpoint? Do I have a different appreciation? It's always good to revisit a story. But how do you feel now that the, the, the you know, because I know there was a lot of uproar when there was before Watchmen, which, by the way, go to your back issue bins and go find all the Dr. Manhattan books because supposedly that's where the seeds were laid where New 52 was coming about. Yeah, it's 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 tugging at stuff, but it really presents the idea that, you know, because Dr. Manhattan is you. When you read that, you're Dr. Manhattan. You're the one who decides to go forwards, to go backwards, to stop a universe because that's when you read your comics. So, you know, in that book, it gets very meta. And, you know, so basically, long story short, what do you think? Are you okay with your peanut butter in your chocolate and your chocolate in your peanut butter? Is it all right or what? I'm really upset that you're comparing Watchmen to either chocolate or peanut butter. (laughs) So there's one naysayer. (laughs) Look, it's a DC is all about Zack Snyder right now, and oh, <laughs> Watchmen is God. now a part of Zack Snyder's universe. So, there you go. The movie was good. The the Zack Snyder Watchmen movie I thought was great. I enjoyed it's the much hell better out of ending it. than the the Alan Moore ending. Stupid that, that, space quiz. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate both of them for what they were. I, I will say this: I remember when I first read Watchmen, I bought the trade. And at the time, I was a full-time college student, a full-time employee, and, you know, living a life. So I would try to read it one issue at night. And I remember it had so much momentum. It was fun. You know, it was like issue one through eight. Like, I was like, damn, I cannot put this down. And then issues nine to ten got a little slow. The mystery was churning. And then 11 and 12, I was kind of let down. I was like, really? That's it? It's just this ultimate roller coaster? And, you know, it was like, wow. Yeah, um, 
But again, like I said, I look forward to doing a reread to see, okay, well, will I appreciate it more? Because, you know, when you read it, what you're going through, what you bring to the table is ultimately what reflects these things. So it'll be interesting to go through a reread. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of excited because now that, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, I'm, I'm hoping for like a Dr. Manhattan, Miracle Man, you know, slam down. Like I would love to see these two crazy-ass powerful characters, you know, like, all right, what are they going to do? Who's, who's more creative with their power set? So, you know, Marvel, there's a chance. You know, maybe you should bring Miracle Man and fold him into the Marvel U full time. Why not? Well, like I said already, folks, there it is. So uh, if you want to get a hold of us, I'm at agent underscore of the underscore bat on Twitter. Chris? Either Chris? Uh, wizard, W-W-W-Y-Z-E-R-D. And I'm on the Twitters as stuff I should say, should being spelled S-H-U-D. And uh, it was Geekly, at Geekly Radio on Twitter, Geekly Radio on Facebook, and geeklyradio.com is our website. Go out and check uh, check it out. Check check out some of our older older podcasts, some of our older older challenges, some of our older one hundred ones. Hit up the back issues, and definitely hit up the back issues. Uh, and uh, check out the other podcasts on Geekly Radio. Uh, but this has been Imagine If presents Characters One Hundred One Crossbones. Always remember on the Geekly Radio Network, and always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.